Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the pastoral epistles of St. Paul with this message entitled, Two Safe Deposits, preached on October 25, 2015. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1, beginning with verse 11. Two Safe Deposits. 2 Timothy 1, 11 through 14. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, 9 and 10, we are given a summary of the gospel. What is the gospel? That Jesus Christ, by his life and death, destroyed death, our death, and brought to light for us life and immortality. On the basis of this reality, sir, we can believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for our eternal salvation. Therefore, I am unashamed and fearless of all trials, persecutions, and even death for proclaiming this gospel. And the same is true of all true believers in Jesus Christ. When anyone trusts in Jesus Christ, he is making a deposit with the mighty risen Christ, the deposit of his very life, that he may keep it forever safely. In turn, God in Christ deposits with us his precious gospel that we may proclaim and guard it by the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the second deposit to us, the gospel, leads us to the first deposit of our life to Christ to keep it forever. Thus we learn two precious deposits in our text. Let me ask you, have you trusted in our Savior Jesus Christ? Friends, if you have done so, you have nothing to fear. Your future is clear and glorious. You are redeemed forever. You are in Christ, who is given all authority in heaven and on earth. Thank God for the gospel. God has appointed Paul, a former persecutor of the church, to be a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of this glorious gospel. So we read in Acts 9, But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. And we read in Galatians, Chapter 1, Paul, an apostle, sent not 
from men nor by a man but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead so also he appointed pastors and teachers as we read in Ephesians 4:11 it was he who gave some to be apostles that is Jesus Christ some to be prophets some to be evangelists and some to be pastors and teachers Acts 20 verse 28 keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which holy spirit has appointed you overseers friends my authority comes first from god to speak to you which is what i am doing now it is not my word it is the word of god coming to you in god's ordination the authority of the apostle is the authority of god himself first point paul appointed a preacher kerukts preacher and we find this statement in 1st timothy 2:7 the gospel must be lived out and proclaimed to the whole world in the power of the holy spirit he told timothy in 1st timothy 4 be diligent in these matters give yourselves wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress watch your life and doctrine persevere in them because if you do you will save both yourself and your hearers the gospel reveals a eternal life to dying sinners i was reading a philosophy book last night a thick one it wearied me i know the philosophy but it wearied me because it doesn't save anybody preach the word preach the gospel not philosophy science or idols of gold and silver or anything else in this world can save you from death itself so paul says in second timothy 4 preach the word correct rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction Or Ephesians 3 I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power although I am less than the least of all God's people this grace was given me to preach to the gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ If you read my book on Romans here it is everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved how then can they call upon the name of the Lord if they did not believe in him how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard and how can they hear without someone preaching to them and how can they preach unless they are sent 
sent by God. Preach the gospel. Hear the gospel. Believe the gospel. And call upon the name of the Lord. And be saved forever. No money can save you. No philosophy can save you. Nobody can save you. Jesus Christ saves you sir. He clothes us with salvation. Those who are humble. Those who are believing. He will never save an arrogant person. A preacher proclaims clearly and loudly the news from the palace of King Jesus. Hear ye, hear ye. Jesus saves sinners. Jesus died for our sins. He was raised for our justification. Repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that you may be saved. So we read in Acts 1.8 But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you And you will be my witnesses In Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria And to the uttermost parts of the earth Paul says in Romans 1 I am not ashamed of the gospel Why should I be ashamed of the gospel? Because it is the power of God unto salvation To everyone who believes why are most people not saved? They will not believe. They are wicked. They are arrogant. They call themselves gods. But it is God who gave you life. And gave you two dollars. To live your life. Not anybody else. We declare and proclaim. This God triune. There is no other God. Beside him. Second Paul appointed as an apostle. Paul was appointed by the risen Christ. To formulate the gospel. And speak for Christ. He was given the power of attorney. So he speaks and writes and acts in behalf of Jesus Christ. Remember. He was arrested by the risen Christ on the road to Damascus. And he cried out, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. So he tells us in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 1, am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord appointed directly by Christ? And he says the gospel itself is entrusted to me. 1 Timothy 1, 11 and 12 that conforms to the glorious gospel of the blessed God which he entrusted to me the gospel. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength that he considered me faithful appointing me to his service. Now the same is true of a pastor appointed by Christ himself. Appointed by the Holy Spirit for your benefit. And third 
Paul appointed as a teacher. A teacher instructs people in the gospel doctrine and ethics. So in Acts 2.42 they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching. It is not philosophy cooked up by man. Gospel is God's revelation to man that they be saved. Acts 11, 25 and 26. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. A teacher entrusts the gospel to reliable men who are qualified to teach others until the end of times. So friends in this church, we have many qualified pious and learned teachers by the grace of God. And it is the duty of the church to train pastors and teachers for the church. Not the duty of a seminary or an institute or something else. It is the duty of the church to train ministers for the gospel. So in 2 Timothy chapter 2, Paul says to Timothy, You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. A teacher is spirit-filled and word-filled who teach with absolute authority the word of God. And we are told in 1 Timothy 4.11 Command and teach these things. We are talking about Timothy, a young man a timid man and a sick man is to command. Where do you get authority to command? From God himself, sir. I hope you will understand if you despise authority of God, you will despise a pastor and you will never embrace the gospel that comes to you to save you. Friends, but disappointment as preacher, apostle, and teacher is also an appointment to suffer for the gospel. And Christ told Ananias in chapter 9 of the book of Acts, I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. And we read in Acts 16, after they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 11, are they servants of Christ? I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received 
from the Jews the forty lashes minus one three times I was beaten with rods once I was stoned how do you like to be appointed as a pastor unbelievers hate him including some believers they hate him and we read oh unto you if people speak well of you because you didn't preach the gospel so they speak well of you St. Peter tells us 1 Peter 4 16 however if you suffer as a Christian do not be ashamed but praise God that you bear God's name he saves you but he also ordains you to suffer for the gospel no one should become a pastor teacher unless God called him so Paul was suffering continually until his martyrdom they beheaded him why did they behead him he preached the gospel gospel offends sinners who are Lilliputians little nothings but they think to be what God they think to be righteous and godly the gospel offends sinners who maintain they are righteous they have no need for Jesus Christ but Paul was not ashamed of the gospel which is the testimony concerning our Lord he said I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it alone is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes he doesn't save anyone who will not believe that is faith is the instrumental cause of our salvation the meritorious cause is the righteousness of Jesus Christ he exhorts Timothy not be ashamed of the gospel he testifies that Onesiphorus was not ashamed of Paul's chains Paul was Christ's apostle and Christ's prisoner in chains kept in a dungeon because he preached the gospel Friends, we are proud of the gospel. I am proud of the gospel, sir. It is the remedy, the only remedy for a dying, hell-bound sinner. He ought to be very proud to share the gospel. Friends, for outside of Jesus Christ, there is no salvation. Yes, Paul suffered much for the gospel. Yet he was not afraid or ashamed. Why is that? Because he said, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Who was her? Loved me from all eternity. And died for me. So I live and die for him. 
He says in Philippians 1.20, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. That's a clear understanding. of. I don't serve Jesus Christ to make more money, to become famous, to be on television. My happiness is bound up with Christ. In me the hope of glory. Are you ashamed of the gospel? Listen to Jesus. Mark 8.38 If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation. The son of man will be ashamed of him. When he comes in his father's glory with holy angels. Why should I be ashamed of the gospel? Because, Paul says, I know him. That is Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you what does it mean, I know him. He means he had experimental, relational knowledge of Jesus Christ and God the Father. Not only that he had information about Jesus Christ... But he knew Jesus Christ. He loved Jesus Christ. He trusted him as Savior and Lord. Who loved him and died for him. Friends, Christianity is a personal love relationship with Jesus Christ. Based, of course, on the knowledge of the gospel. Friends, we love him because... He first loved us. And this idea of knowing as loving is found in John 17, 3. Now this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Paul knew him who foreknew him. For new means for loved from eternity. Let me ask you, do you know Jesus in this man? Do we love Jesus? Paul says, also he believed in him in the past and he believes in him now as he was about to be killed. In the Greek, it is perfect tense. I believed in the past. I believe in him now. I believe in him forever. And he is also fully convinced beyond a shadow of doubt. Fully convinced of one thing. What is that? That Jesus Christ is almighty to keep in safety, to protect, preserve, and guard what he deposited with him. That is his life. When he believed in Jesus of Nazareth, he entrusted to him his precious life for safe keeping forever. Friends, in ancient times, When a man goes on a long journey, he deposits with a friend his most precious possessions. 
the friend will keep that deposit safely to deliver to the depositor when he returns from the journey. Friends, the emphasis is on the good faith and fidelity of the depository. And our depository is the triune God. Self-existing. Self-sufficient. Eternal God. The creator of the universe. All universe. Creator of us. And the redeemer of his people. Who never dies. Who never changes. Infinite God. Paul's depository is the triune God. Who is truth. Who is faithful. And who cannot lie. Paul trusts God to give back to him his life. In spite of his impending death. Friends, by faith in Jesus, we have crossed over already death into life, never to go back. Jesus said, whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. So he trusts God and he is fully convinced. Convinced of what? First, God is almighty to do this. Dunatos. He has dunamis. Power. Great power. Ephesians 1, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Power of God. Dunamis. Dunatos. God is almighty. He spoke and the universe came to existence. But the cost, I said, for our redemption was that his son come and live and die. And be raised up. God is almighty to do this. He is sovereign. God does not change. He is infinite. He is personal. Number two. He knows that he is able to guard his deposit without any harm. God is the safest depository in the universe. And yet not part of the universe. The biggest fool in the world is one who will not trust in Jesus Christ. And it is Jesus who said in John 10, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one can snatch them out of my father's hand. Security, sir. Safe deposit kept by God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, safe forever. And Jesus Himself, when He died, committed His life to God the Father 
Luke 23:46 Jesus called out with a loud voice Father into your hands I commit my spirit when he said this he breathed his last and on the third day God raised him from the dead That's what Stephen did they stoned him to death but before he died while they were stoning him Stephen prayed Lord Jesus receive my spirit that's what we are to do first peter 4:19 so then those who suffer according to god's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator why Second Thessalonians 3 and verse 3 but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one Friends he will keep our life against the day of judgment he says when he will justify us Matthew 25:34 then the king will say to those on his right come you who are blessed by my father take your inheritance the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world he justified us and he will justify on the day of judgment the fifth point is timothy is exhorted to guard the gospel deposit he must hold on to the gospel he heard from the apostle Timothy cannot formulate the gospel he is not an apostle also he must guard the gospel deposit entrusted to him by Christ and St Paul first then hold to the standard Timothy hold on to the standard of the gospel you heard from me Timothy must hold on and hold fast to the sound words he heard from the apostle. Friends, the gospel is a saving gospel. The word sound means health-giving. A health-giving gospel, it gives life to the dead. As the words of Jesus instantly raised the dead Lazarus from the tomb. When you hear the gospel God raises you up from the dead because of his great love and rich mercy made us alive together with Christ The gospel heals the sin sick soul So we read Titus 1:9 He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught so he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. And 1 Corinthians 11:2 I praise you for remembering me in everything and for holding to the teaching just as I passed on to you. Friends, I have no right to change the gospel. I have no right to add to the gospel to subtract from the gospel to misinterpret the gospel. I have no right to only preach from selective texts. I must preach the whole gospel. Acts 20 and verse 
And I must oppose all heresies and heretics. And we are told in 2 Timothy chapter 2, there were people who denied resurrection itself. We oppose the heresy of liberalism. That Jesus is just a man like us, a nice man. A moral man. But not God. Not perfect God and perfect man. Who died for our sins upon the cross. You go to liberal churches, they will never preach Jesus Christ in terms of his person and work. There is heresy of liberalism, heresy of antinomianism. They preach a different Jesus, different gospel, different spirit. They are damned. Anathema. Reformed seminaries embracing antinomian heresy. Meredith Klein, Michael Horton, Steve Brown, Tullian Chavigian, Charles Ryrie, Zane Hodges, and so on and so on. You don't have to obey God. Jesus saved us so you can sin more. Just believe Jesus and then you can sin all you want. It will send you to hell itself. Jesus Christ, through the apostle, pronounced anathema, curse upon those who teach this type of heresy. Let me tell you what St. Paul said, 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. The Spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared with a hot iron. 2 Timothy 3 But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. Nothing. And so we read in 2 Timothy chapter 4. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead to suit their own desires. They will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their reaching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth of the gospel. And turn aside to myths. Preach the gospel with all authority. This is what we do in this church. We do not entertain dying sinners. We preach the gospel to them and God raises them from the dead. To live for God's glory and for their own eternal happiness. Friends, it matters what we preach, what we believe and how we live. Timothy is to hold on to the apostolic gospel by trusting the gospel and living out the gospel in love. Everything we need to glorify God we receive from Jesus Christ. He said, I'm the vine, 
you are the branches if a man remains in me and I in him he will bear much fruit apart from me you can do nothing sir he gives us grace to do what he wants us to do to live at that successful life life is found in Jesus second timothy 1 verse 1 faith and love is found in Jesus second timothy 1 13 Grace is found in Jesus chapter 2 verse 1. Everything is in him. He is the vine. We are the branches. From the vine we receive everything we need to bear fruit, more fruit and much fruit for the glory of God the Father. We are in Christ and we receive all from Christ. And then he is told God the good deposit God against those who corrupt the gospel and destroy the gospel all heretics are demon possessed the devil lies the devil contradicts the bible the devil shall not succeed the gates of hell shall not prevail against Christ's church which he builds upon the sure foundation of the gospel And so in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 19 nevertheless God's solid foundation stands firm sealed with this inscription the Lord knows what does that mean sir the Lord loves the Lord knows those who are his and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness is that antinomianism is sir so we defend the gospel preach the gospel live the gospel teach the gospel pass it on to future generations even die for the gospel this is the duty of all god's people especially the duty of pastors and teachers how can we who are weak in ourselves keep this deposit of the gospel how can we guard the gospel deposit of christ which Christ entrusted to us and the answer is what sir through the holy spirit who permanently dwells in us ruling us guiding us comforting us enlightening us through the scriptures empowering us so we can do all things through him who gives me strength strength to resist the devil to obey our lord jesus christ to guard the deposit and finally to die in faith in jesus christ and let me tell you that bible clearly tells us holy spirit dwells in us god dwells in us the word dwells in us and faith dwells in us and everything we need in jesus christ Jesus lived and died the propitiatory death on the cross and was raised from the dead by the power of the holy spirit and so we shall be faithful to the gospel deposit by the power of the infinite god the holy spirit who is our resident boss when you are alone understand that your body is the temple of the holy spirit 
Therefore glorify God with your body. You are never alone if you are a Christian. So two safe deposits. Both kept by God Almighty. He keeps our life safe. He keeps the gospel pure through his holy church. But by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. The Philippian jailer was convicted of his sins. He cried out in the middle of the night. What must I do to be saved? And the answer came sir. Very simple. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall be saved. And your entire family shall be saved. Friends let me guarantee. This gospel will not vanish from the earth. When we think the church is dying, God will pour out his spirit and revive her by renewing interest in the gospel. Study the true revival of the great Protestant Reformation. And I conclude by saying this. Let us pray for revival of true Christianity in our times. Let us pray and say, revive me, O Lord. Revive my family, revive my church. And God's holy, universal, apostolic church, revive it throughout the whole world. May there be a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Let there be a great hunger for the bread of the gospel. That the revived church may influence the culture and nations for the good. That godliness may increase and wickedness may decrease. The gospel is the only hope, friends, of the whole world. May our triune God begin to revive us. Even this very day. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gospel. Which speaks about the person and saving work of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other savior than Jesus Christ. Lord, help your people to do one thing needful. To believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that they may be saved. And let the word of God be preached with all power. To do its miraculous work in this world. We pray in Jesus name. Amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.